Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. All right, Mutt Man. So I was mentioning it before you hopped on here. Yeah. Well, great to see you. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Oh, I was like a hostage in the stupid. I hate, I, this is the worst. You do a media podcast. I'm going to bitch about this for a second. Go for it. The worst development in sports radio slash entertainment is what? this, this bullshit. I don't want to be on camera. The whole idea of radio was not on camera. And now everything, including your podcast, congratulations, by the way, you're doing this for, Years. I wish you'd do more Boston media, but that's a different story. Um, gotta feed it's me too, too much video. I don't look good on video. Look, look at this. You look great. Hairline. This is terrible. I hate these things. But I'm glad good. you have a podcast. I'm glad we're talking media. And what were you talking? What, what you could have been talking about me. I, I, I'm a boring subject. Your podcast should not be. Actually, it's dog days of summer, so I'm a perfect middle of summer. Nothing going on. Guess that actually works. No, catch up with Mutt. We're going to get it sponsored. It's going to be... It's oh, going to be I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Once a month, you know, let's go. You know, it's funny you say that because you have no idea how many times I've thought over the last couple of years, damn, if only they had the WEI Twitch stream when I was on the radio, then oh. I, then I mean, I would have loved that. Are you kidding me? That would have been... I would have watched myself... I would have gone home from each show and then just watched the Twitch recording of the show. To just oh, I hate the, the, cam- the camera sometimes give you a bad angle. I don't. So you like, you like this video movement in Does sports? I see that I would have been loved being on camera when you're in the oh. <laughs> And I don't mind it. I mean, you know, I kind of keep it real with the, with the zoom background, as you see, you know, I don't have anything like you have a nice sports wall back there. Look, I see Fenway. That's the sport. It's the one area. My wife lets me have some sports stuff. So Fenway. See. There's some horse racing crap back there. So the Yukon stuff. Yeah, you got some lighting. I like the little Christmas lights. That is. That is. No, there are no Christmas lights. Not in college anymore. I did Christmas lights 12 months a year. Um, Love, it. Love it. So you mentioned Fenway, Mutt. I do want to say, after years of getting Joe ice cream in the booth, you got your big shot on Sunday doing some color. Yeah. Uh, how did it feel to get behind the mic? Seriously. Uh, it was fun. And it, it was, I was talking about this yesterday at Fenway. It was, it was fun because... Will was there. Will Fleming did the play-by-play. And not only is Will really good at what he does, but we talk a lot off the air. Like, you've made this point, you know, on your podcast, I'm sure. We've talked about it off the air. Like, there's no chemistry. It just doesn't – whether it's a sports talk show or – it doesn't work. And Will and I text a lot. He's very – he's much more sarcastic off the air than he's on the air. I wish we'd get more of that from Will. 
but he let me basically do like a talk show. Like uh, we, some of the stuff yeah. we talked about, uh, you know, there are broadcasters in any sport that would have been very sensitive to boys. It's a little yeah. negative right now. Devers, Bogarts, team falling apart. And he was great with it. So it was a fun broadcast to do because Will made it very easy to just basically be a talk show host, joking about what's going on in the field in a you know a relatively boring game, eight to four, but talk about bigger picture stuff. So it was fun. Right. I and mean, we've talked about that a million times that, you know, it's on the radio. So yeah. when the game may not be the most entertaining, you make it more like a show. And it is amazing that so many things have changed over the decades. But we've said this, the same baseball broadcast, pretty close to what it was, you know. Uh, well i mean i think there are places where they're trying to do it differently um but i I still hear broadcasts from time to time that are it's do you know i call it dueling media guides where it's two two broadcasters who are just picking out stuff out of the media and i i i just i had no interest in it i i don't i I don't care maybe some people do but i don't care where so and so where did he go to school? You know, and I get there are some games you have to do it. You know, 28 to the five or whatever it was Friday, you're looking for stuff. I'd rather just talk about the state of the team or the state of the sport. I, I can't do it. And that's how a lot of people were brought up, though. Like they had the media guide. They go through it. They got their stuff. And I, I'm just not. That's that, I can't do that. It wouldn't it wouldn't come across well. So I got to do a talk show for three and a half hours. It was fun. No, it was good. It was a good lesson on a, on a scorching Sunday. Um, Scorcha. Scorcha. You're a Bostonian, man. It's down on M Street Beach. You know, I can have the Red Sox thing on my little app. Here you go. <laughs> We're now. Um, so you mentioned growing up. I have a theory that, like, when I first realized I wanted to do sports journalism, sports media, play-by-play was what I thought I wanted to do. Yep. I have a theory that everybody who gets into this business, when they're young at first, really wants to do play-by-play. Was that your case? Yeah, I mean, playing wiffle ball in the backyard in the mean streets of Pepperell, Massachusetts, you would announce the games. Like, you would say so-and-so, what their stat. Like, that's, uh, of course, what it, what it was. Um, and, and there was a time, I got to be honest, I thought I wanted to be like a beat writer and just, like, follow a team around. And that quickly, seeing how much work that is and the grind that that is, I, I was out of it. But I, I think you're right. When you're a, even before sports radio, it was just announcing in the backyard what you and your buddies are doing and keeping stats and keeping track of that stuff. If you're a loser like I was, that's what you end up doing. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you did the same thing. I'm sure there are Alex Reamer cassette tapes of you calling Red Sox games with, uh, you know, yeah. Tim, Tim Naring over to the hot corner. I, I narrated uh, the whole 04 World Series run. I was on the call for that. <laughs> it was amazing. Ripping those tapes were never found. Um, I have a theory that I wrote about last week. I'm curious to get your take on this. David Ortiz, I will say, when he first started on TV, I I pretty much rolled my eyes at all of it because I'm like, this is just a pom-pom waiver, a mascot. You know me. I always want serious, unbiased. But now, though, I think of it, and I hear what he said about Bogarts, pay the man, what he said to Rob, Rob Bradford, about Devers a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago, too. Uh, You know, Ortiz, I think, has an interesting role to play here because you saw at the All-Star game, I don't think there's anybody more respected in his sport than Ortiz's. And when he says stuff, I think players really do listen to that. So I think it'll be interesting to watch him as the Red Sox maybe trade Bogarts, don't sign Devers to an extension. I think Ortiz could become a very loud, not anti-Red Sox voice, but be a bit of an agitate, an agitation to them if they don't treat his guys correctly. I don't know. There's just a dynamic that I thought of over the last couple of days. Well, he's you- already more entertained than A-Rod is. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about that that Michael K. A-Rod thing, which is just 
again, I get why people are trying to do it, but these imitations of the the one good thing, it's just not, it doesn't work for me. I think with, with Ortiz, like even his Hall of Fame ceremony, like he's able to ad lib and just, he's entertaining. And, and in a sport where still some of the biggest stars, Mike Trout's not entertaining. He's a generational baseball player, but he's not entertaining. Ortiz is still entertaining. They're going to honor him tonight at Fenway Park. It's going to be entertaining because he will make it entertaining. And to basically call out the Red Sox, which ba- he's kind of like, I don't say he's an owner, but he's part of the organization. Forever. The organization. Yes. He's- yeah. He's part of the organization. He's like, they got to resign these guys, you know, to, to his credit. Like, I think Papelbon, just by telling the truth recently, he's got a betting podcast like everyone else does, and he's starting to make headlines because he'll just say whatever. He called out High and Bloom and said, I'm not sure Bloom's built for Boston. Yes. So yes. Th- those are those are two big personalities that don't care about the reaction they get. And that's just inherently, you know, more entertaining than that prepackaged A-Rod, whatever he's giving us right now. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah, Ortiz, I said, like you saw at the All-Star game, I don't think there's a single person in any sport who could go into a dugout or the sidelines or whatever and dap up every single player and have it not be awkward. Like, frankly, I don't even think Brady could do that. I think if Brady walked along the sideline in the Pro Bowl, for example, I don't think he'd be able to dap up every player like he's their boy. I think that's unique to Ortiz, and I think it's a valuable it's a valuable skill set, I think. I would agree with you on that, absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and, uh, yes, so – uh, oh, and the other thing with Papua, I want to say, too, about how I think he'd be a great hire for any radio station. But it shows that, you know, to make – you just got to say shit, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's – you just say shit. And if you're a guy like Papelbon with his resume, you'll get a million aggregators writing your stuff up. I mean, it, it's like the same thing with Perkins. People say, why is Kendrick Perkins become such a bomb tosser? Because he realizes if you just say shit – and have opinions, you can back them up, you'll get play. It's really not that complicated. Yeah, and, and I think these guys are realizing, like, you can you can almost say the opposite later down the road, and literally no one's going to call you on it. Like, so, oh, you you said this six months ago. I mean, it just, it doesn't matter. Um, so, I think, per, I mean, Perk's taken that role to a different level. I don't think anyone ever thought, myself included, that Perk would be this type of, like, national star. Uh, on a daily basis talking about the sport uh, and perhaps find that out right now. Like he, he joked, he didn't mean to do it, but he's like, man, my, I love Twitter. The numbers are going up. Yeah. Cause you're saying stuff you're entertaining at some point, you know, when you, you keep getting gambling things wrong, people will roll their eyes. But for now, like he's got, he's got some buzz and that's, that's been the direction of the business now for a couple of years. Um, and I'm sure these athletes are figuring out, but there are other guys like that are as a rod, even Brady to an extent, they're so, pre-packaged and so you know protective they'll never get to that level but there's absolutely a niche for for guys like that because in in the business we want content and when you say things that are inflammatory and people can have different opinions then you're going to have that content replayed and aggregated everywhere absolutely right would you know that would you know that from experience about the betting the bets if you have bad bets call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. People remember. 
Uh, as far as gambling goes, no. I mean, when the Papillon thing he did the other day, like he's he's putting himself as a gambling guy, yes. and it, you know, I, I'm I'm nitpicking because he's like, yeah, I'll bet anyone hundred dollars JD Martinez will get traded either at the deadline or a week after. I'm like, well, you can't get traded after the deadline. That's why there's a deadline. Nobody cares. Doesn't doesn't matter if you're the loudest and most opinionated. That's the business. That's what works right now. Um, another so. That that translate transitions me. Here we go. Nice. Oh, or does it? Oh, how, how about that? Look at you, host yeah. Alex Reamer. Yes. Another new media guy, Robert Griffin yeah. III, has been saying some insane stuff about the Patriots. You're aware of this, right? How he says that it's now a competitive advantage to not have any offensive coordinator because you can yep. be so predictable. Very strange. I think he actually did tweet verbatim: "Advantage Patriots." Um, so. <laughs> My thing with that is so Robert Griffin maybe he's throwing bombs because he realized just say stuff you'll get you'll get it you know way to get attention but I really do think that this training camp in particular and this is always the time for spin but we really have to watch more than ever about this Patriot spin because you know that Belichick in his own way does like to get his message out there and I think any media person who seriously says that not having an offensive coordinator is a competitive advantage needs to be viewed with a lot of skepticism. It needs to be viewed with, are you, are you getting that directly from, uh, from Burge? Are you getting that? I mean, who are you getting that from? Because, and Robert Griffin, I think is one of the leaders because he's been out and proud about this thing. Yeah. And I give, we're talking Tuesday, like this morning, like already Curran's at his breaking point, Tom Curran, who covers the Patriots for, for NBC sports, Boston, he basically tweeted out, I'm sick of this back and forth. Patricia's the play caller. They're not naming him the OC because they want Detroit to pay him. So Curran's already on, we're not even in August yet. And he's like, no, this is what's really going on here. The RG3 take is bad. And no, we all have bad takes, but there is zero benefit to it. Um, and well, it's, it's, this is a, it, I don't know where this is going. And he, he doesn't really fit into this mold, but maybe you've seen the same thing. Like there's been a divide, I think, between talk radio and the podcast industry. Where I think the podcast industry, and I don't listen to a lot of them, but a majority of these team and sports podcasts, they're super positive. Like there's just no negativity. And I get it because you're trying to get fans to download it. And so if you're ripping the team, are they going to download it? Where sports radio is still super negative. And I just, I wonder if at some point, you know, Carabas will rip the Red Sox, which is good. Uh, But like, is is the, the team podcast thing become, can you be negative? I'll ask you, can you be negative? on like a Celtics podcast, if you're trying to get Celtics fans to download, like how, yeah, how does that work? Yeah. I don't think, I think it speaks to a couple of things. I think that talk radio is so reactionary. You know, you're trying to grip people yep. in a five minute span. And the way to grip people usually is to be loud, is to be more negative, is to be more provocative in that way. Whereas a podcast is more of an easy listen. You're listening to it on a whole commute, a run, you're doing the dishes, you're cooking and, I don't think people want to necessarily be as agitated for that long period of time. <laughs> That's Because it's across the board. I mean, you listen to any podcast, there really is no difference of opinion in any podcast from sports to politics. You don't, you seldom have co-hosts arguing with each other. Most are easy, breezy listens. And I think that that is like part of the, part in my take mold. People just want to be entertained and have their friends talking to them in a podcast, it's maybe more of an intimate experience. So I, that that's my two cents on it. 
Yeah, I mean, the intimate thing is interesting. Like the, the listening of, you know, when you're listening to, I, you know, the, the streaming, you're not listening just to the radio in the car now. You can take it everywhere. But I, I didn't thought about that. And it's funny, like everyone that's, that's the, th- that's the benchmark, like the pardon my take benchmark. And, as, you know, listen to that. They, they don't, they don't infight, but they certainly bust balls. They're also just really good at what they do. Uh, but I, I had not thought about that. The, the intimacy of the podcast and not wanting to be, you know, agitated because that's well, I, I listen to sports talk radio because it does agitate me. I like that agitation. I like that edge to it. I like that urgency to it. And you're right in a podcast setting, there's, there's a less of an urgent feeling to it in a lot of the times. But I think people also do take it too far. Like I do think that it is still, people still want to you to get to the point a little bit. There's a lot of the, like the JJ Reddick interviews. I'm sure you heard them this season because Marcus Smart was on and a lot of players and he got great stuff from them, but my God, I mean, it would take him two minutes to ask a question. It's like, bro, hurry up here. But it's, he's getting, he's getting good guess and he, he got some good answers out of uh, Marcus Smart uh, when he was on there. And that's, it, it's, it's good for those guys, the former athletes that are able to do yeah. it because they have awesome access and the, the trust is there too, for these guys. They're able to have trust to you know go on those podcasts versus going on, you know, with some, you know, idiot at night in Boston, right? There's, well, there's I mean, a better, better interaction that way. So it's a benefit to those players for sure. Well, that's right. I mean, and that's bad news for the idiots on at night in Boston or any other yep. city, because if you're a guy like Marcus Smart and you have something to say, why wouldn't you go to JJ Redick or Dre or not Draymond Green, but you know, a Draymond Green type of player who's still active, you have a relationship with. So we're really in trouble, Mutt, if uh, all the great interviews now go to the athletes themselves. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, you still got to You got to go like Papelbon can can say great things on his podcast, promote the podcast. He's got to go on bigger outlets. So that'll always be there. And a lot of the current players, they don't say anything anyway. So I'm not I don't feel like we're totally missing out. Uh, and they're 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 giving content to Sports Talk Radio because there are so many flipping podcasts now. It just doesn't especially like I, I'm into the sports gambling stuff. And there's just I joke about it, but Jonathan Papelbon's now doing a betting podcast. I mean, we've reached we've reached the peak of hey, let's tie you into sports betting and let's promote it because everyone everyone's sports betting. Yeah, you're betting, you're betting. Let's have a podcast that involves betting. That's all they can go for. Except here in Massachusetts, I'm still working on that. My uh, former my former senator there. We're we're, we're still working. Yeah, on you got. I, I mean, I have a lot. It's a whole different pie guy. I, I have a lot of questions, but we're we're but six day five days away from. The deadline to get that done here in the state, and I, I'm not, I'm not confident. Thank you, thank you, Eric Lesser. Thank so you. everybody has a betting podcast, including you. Tell us about yep. this. Uh, we do a daily pod, uh, daily. My producer's on vacation, so you won't hear it today. But we do a uh, daily uh, sports betting podcast. It's anywhere between you know five and thirty minutes, uh, locally based on what's going on in the Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, and Patriots. Some national stuff because we got. Some, I mean, Ryan Hannibal. Speaking of guys who went big time, he worked with yeah. us at EEI. He's now a bet MGM. He's become one of the sharps when it comes to golf betting. We get him on for the majors. So uh, it's something that Shime and I would be doing, you know, private. Like, hey, what do you like tonight for the Red Sox? So we're just doing it in podcast form. BetQL Boston, uh, available everywhere you get your podcasts. And occasionally some video. But we, I, we're not we're not full-time video like you are yet, Team Reem. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. It takes a while to get to this point. Don't get there. Not way. ready. No, no. I got to be a star like you are with the big sports media podcast. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All righty, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate the time. Oh, it's easy, buddy. I'm glad, again, I'm glad you're doing this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 